Welcome to Transforming the Toddler Years, a core four parenting podcast blending soul and science-based strategies to empower pandemic moms like you raising kindergarten-ready kids. I'm Cara Terrell, your host, a lifetime lover of littles, girl mom, early childhood educator, and conscious parenting coach who truly believes that how we connect and collaborate with our kids in the first five years is how we raise world-ready kids who will change this world. Would you like to transform your triggers? Join me for a free workshop called exactly that, Transforming Your Triggers, Six Simple Steps for Hijacking Reactions and Crafting Intentional Responses. You will leave this 60-minute free workshop with actionable strategies and script starters to help you stop that knee-jerk reaction and truly engage with your child inside a challenging moment. Register with the link in the show notes, and I cannot wait to see you there. Welcome back to the Transforming My Toddler Years podcast. Today's episode is really special. It's really vulnerable and raw and honest and transparent because it's me. It's my story, my journey to motherhood. I might cry. And if I do, that's okay. This is part of my journey. The title of this episode is interesting, right? I have three kids, but only two sit at the dinner table. Our first daughter, Emma Grace Terrell was born still on September 8th, 2000. I carried her for 40 weeks and one day with a picture-perfect textbook pregnancy. Also, a picture-perfect emotional desire, right? All those beautiful visions that we have in our head with our first pregnancy, everything that we believe to be true, that all babies come home from the hospital, that blissful ignorance. I loved watching my stomach grow. I loved feeling her inside me. I loved talking to her. I loved preparing for her. I, I had been waiting for that my entire life. I was 23 years old, and at five years old, I said to the world, when they would say, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'd say, I want to be a mom. Really? And at 12 years old, when I was a babysitter and I had more families on my schedule than I could handle, and I loved all their kids so much, what do you want to do when you grow up? I can't wait to be a mom. And it's true. That deep desire inside me that caring for another human being, raising and loving another human being, that being the everything for another human being who would grow up in this world was my destiny. I knew it from the time that I was a tiny person myself. So losing our first child was a devastation that is hard to put into words because we are so hopeful. Even as I knew, my cells knew, my brain could not make sense of the fact that they were telling me, putting a Doppler on my stomach, 
when I went to the hospital thinking I was going to have a baby and saying, I'm so sorry, there's no heartbeat. I couldn't compute it. I lived inside the labor and delivery of my gorgeous eight and a half pound girl who was perfect in every single way, believing if I suffer enough, if I feel every ounce of this delivery, they will be shocked. This little person is going to come out of me screaming and kicking. And I believed it. And maybe I had to in order to live through that physical, spiritual, and emotional trauma. But she was born still. And in the moments, the hours that I had with her, remember this is the year 2000. She'd be 22 years old now. In 2000, this wasn't dealt with the same way it is now. People still struggled to have these conversations. The nurses didn't see much of this in my tiny little rural town in Vermont where I live. And they would they did the best they knew how with their limited exposure to this experience. And still, it just was so overwhelming to be inside that space and be told you can have a few hours with her and then you'll need to say goodbye. How? How do you say goodbye to somebody who was supposed to stay, who you were supposed to have an entire life to love on, to teach, to learn from, to grow with, to watch, to be amazed by? How do you do that? She was born at three in the morning. And I had her in my arms until 9 a.m. In six hours, I told her everything I thought she needed to know about me, about her dad, about her grandparents, about the life that we would have had. I sat there in a hospital bed holding my little girl, crying on her, talking to her, connecting with her fitting a lifetime into six hours. And then I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? I had still just had a baby. My body didn't understand what was happening. And so I handed her to her father and I went to the bathroom, which took a long time because that's what it does after you've had a child. Just everything takes more time, more effort, more intention. And when I came back and looked at her, I knew she had flown. Her spirit was no longer in that body. My time with her was over. My earthly time with her was over. Why do I tell you all this? One, I really want you to know me. And two, in the journey of grief, that I embarked on. Once I got past the acute darkness where time had no meaning, nothing actually mattered, why bother making decisions about what to have for breakfast? Like those are so inconsequential, right? A life did not 
get to stay. Once I got past the acute darkness, and for those of you who have lived this for you know, and if you happen to be listening to this while you're living it, I promise you, I believe for you, I hope for you, I am your beacon to say that acuteness, that darkness does wear off over time. And once I got past that, I realized I had a choice. I had to redefine what it meant to me to be a mother. I had spent 23 years creating beautiful pictures of rainbows and butterflies and sunshine and pots of gold, and that had all been ripped away from me. So I dove into my grief work. Emma Grace taught me who I wanted to be when I was given the immeasurable gift of a baby to take home and raise one who cried, one who came back with me. Three years later, pregnant with her sister, I spent 40 weeks struggling, struggling to regain that feeling of blissful ignorance, which we can never get back. I was pregnant with my daughter, Claire, and I said, I know I need to focus on the best parts of me. Pick the pieces that really showed up after that horrific loss and hold tight to them because they are my core. They're what make me who I am and let go of the rest. And what happened is I chose the type of mom I wanted to be. I was determined to be when Claire arrived kicking and screaming her way into the world, which she did in full glory. God bless that sweet girl. I said, I will be a conscious mother. I will be attentive to the way I interact with my kiddo. I will give her the opportunity to be who she is. I'm going to know so deeply who I am as we grow up together, that I will be able to support who she is. I choose to define motherhood so that we share as much time and space together as possible, so that I never miss those connected moments. So I never look past something and count it out as trivial because everything matters. So, so much when given the gift to raise another human being. And this is how the concept of my parenting mission statement came to be. It's one of the early episodes here in the podcast. You can go back and listen to it. That's how the concept of my parenting GPS came to be. That's how the holistic core four parenting methodology came to be because I have three kids, but I only was able to parent two on this earth. I do parent my Emma. I did get to be a mom to her in lots of ways through supporting others, through loss, but I needed to allow her to teach me how to be an amazing mom. And by allowing her to do that, I can now say she made me the mother I am today with adult 
girls who are 18 and 20. And I truly feel that the three of them are all the best versions of themselves that they possibly can be. Because I allowed myself to define, to change, to evolve. And that's this entire journey, mama. We grow and evolve and we change as they do. Whether they are our heavenly angels, sending us little messages, cheering us on, or they are our earthly little people, testing their boundaries, poking back at us, asking and challenging us to grow and evolve and learn with them. So I say thank you to you. Thank you for allowing me the space to share my girls with you. Thank you for taking the space to absorb all this. And thank you for your choice to be a conscious, collaborative, intentional parent partnering with your children to help them become the best version of themselves they can possibly be. Thank you, Mama, for making time for yourself and prioritizing your parenting listening to this podcast. Until the next episode, stay mindful and proactive as you transform the toddler years.